The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open After Dark Podcast. Deanna and Tony and the Drunken Duck Tattoo. We found out more, but did we find out enough? I'll let you know what I thought. The big sit-down with Tony Schiavone, Sting and Darby, sitting right across from the champs. What do you want to see happen with Sting? I'll tell you what I want to see and how you can make it work for everybody. And we finish it all off with the dealer's choice. Hangman versus Leona and Swerve versus Mr. Wednesday Night, Rob Van Dam. I'm Uncle Bully. This is the Busted Open After Dark Podcast. Turn it up. Back to the main event. I think... uh, which was the big story or one of the big stories coming out of the night is that RVD was the surprise. And I guess, uh, you know, earlier in the night, um, Hangman had to have a match also. And Hangman's match was against Toa Leona. And Toa Leona was handpicked by Swerve Strickland. And then at the end of the night, we get the Swerve where... Hangman tells Swerve that he didn't read the fine print. This was a little odd because it seems like the baby face went to go pull an ace out of his sleeve, but the heel was able to pull out the victory. Uh, Maybe they should have did that in reverse. I'm not sure. I do know that I liked both matches. I really enjoyed the main event. Because obviously with Rob Van Dam being a surprise, everybody in New Orleans was happy about that. It was a good win for Swerve. It was a good hardcore match. Definitely uh, a good way to end a show that I thought was 50-50. At about 9 o'clock, I tweeted, what do you think the, the best thing on the show is so far? What do you think the highlight of the show is so far? There wasn't a lot of real great stuff there wasn't a big story but the final hour of the show uh the nine to ten eastern i thought gave us some more meat some more stuff to really sink our teeth into including the main event i'd love to know what you thought about rvd tonight uh i'm sure all of you enjoyed the surprise see that's a cool surprise if you're going to tell me there's a surprise, and, and they didn't announce a surprise for tonight, but if there's going to be a surprise, a guy like RVD, that, that's a really cool one. Um, I, and I want to get back to the, the Toa Leona kid. And you might be asking yourself, well, we're talking about Hangman. We're talking about Swerve. We're talking about, you know, the main event. The Toa Leona kid had a really strong showing tonight. Uh, I, I thought it was a good match. 
I really loved him kicking out at three and a half. He hit the Samoan drop on Hangman. But as Hangman fell down, he held on to the crucifix type maneuver. When Once you pick somebody up for a Samoan drop, the guy who's taking the Samoan drop actually has you hooked for a crucifix roll-up type of pinning situation. And that's what um, Hangman was able to do. He was able to roll up Toa Leoa in the crucifix, get the three count, and Toa kicked out right afterwards. I love stuff like that because Toa is a big Samoan dude and he got rolled up. There's no reason for him to stay down and sell. I love the kick at three and a half. It shows that the the it shows that Hangman was able to squeak it out by the skin of his teeth, and it shows that Toa is tough and was able to get right back up. And then he showed how much of a strong Samoan he was by getting to his feet before Hangman. Despite the fact that Hangman won, won the match, you could tell that Hangman was selling in a way in which he was in a war with this big Samoan. So I, I enjoyed what they did there. I thought the, the matches, and Andre, what were the matches? It wasn't like a pick your poison. It was a pick your opponent or pick the style of match. I like how the matches complemented each other tonight. Although I would have liked to seen Swerve try to stick it to Hangman and Hangman really turn it around, you know, and, 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 and get the victory as opposed to Swerve. But you know what? I don't even know if you can call Swerve the heel right now. I think people are firmly behind Swerve. I think people want to see Swerve move forward. I think they want Swerve and Joe. I think we might get a three-way. I think we might get Swerve, Hangman, and Joe. But the people are on Swerve's side. And I got to tell you, I saw Swerve on the Jericho Cruise, saw him performing, saw him doing his thing. Fans love the guy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. I like to sit down with Shivani, Sting, Darby Allen, Big Bill, and Ricky Starks. Little constructive criticism, though, right off the bat. Big Bill should never be sitting down. Ever. 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 E-V-A-H. Ever. Using a sentence. Big Bill should never, ever be sitting down. He's seven feet tall. And you can't teach that. Bill always should be standing. 
I like how they were getting into it. They were talking about the importance of the match that's going to be taking place next week. Sting and Darby versus Starks and Big Bill for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. I don't think there's been nearly enough shine or attention being paid to the tag team championships lately, as was in the past. But I'm looking forward to this match. In my opinion, and you know, this this is you know the the story of should Sting win, should Sting lose at his last match? What should happen? Should they go on as champions? I think Sting and Darby should win the championships. And then I think Sting and Darby should lose the championships to the Young Bucks in Sting's last match. Andre just made a crazy ass face. All right, Andre, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. You got 15 seconds. Tell me why you don't like it. No, you just blew my mind there, Bully. That was a whoa, not a dis- Oh, I thought you were showing me some displeasure. No, you made my brain click. Oh, so what did that thing? What do you call? What do the kids call it? I tin foiled you, or I foiled you, or yep, you struck the tin foil hat with lightning. <laughs> okay, I struck the tin foil hat with lightning. Ariel just rolled her eyes. She goes, "I don't wear hats, and if I did, they wouldn't be made out of tin foil." So, I think Sting and Darby beat Starks and Big Bill for the straps, take them in against the Young Bucks, and lose to the Young Bucks. There was a little bit of a thread tonight throughout the show. We saw the Bucks arriving. We saw Matthew and Nicholas Jackson arriving to the building in a super stretched out SUV. They get out and one of the backstage uh, hands greets them and hands them the rundown for the show. And he goes, here, Nick, here, Matt, here's the rundowns. And they took offense to that. They're like, our birth certificate says Nicholas and Matthew, and you should address us like that. And then Nick just throws out a $500 fine. Boom. Just like that. Taking food out of the man's, off the man's table. And then and, and then Matt comes up. Yeah, my, my brother, you know, he's a bit of a hothead. He's kind of like Devon. Devon was always the hothead of the group. I was the nice guy. Um, so that, that was the beginning. Bullshit. John, you don't know what you're talking about. All right. I'm the one who took you out in Japan and I got you drunk for the first time in the WWE. So shut your mouth and know your role. So then later on, we get we we see the Bucks. Um, uh, what were the Bucks doing later on? They were talking to Darby backstage, and I just I love this new side to the Young Bucks. I really do. People are starting to really really hate them. They are extremely condescending. They are extremely cocky. They are really rubbing it in everybody's face that they are EVPs and holding it over a lot of people's heads in the company. So. I think if the Bucks win, they can get some heat on those tag championships. I don't think it hurts Darby and Sting. You're going to have your moment anyway. One of the things I was asked, me and Dave did a live busted open on the Jericho cruise. And thank you to everybody who came out to me and LaGreca's live busted open. We had about a thousand people there. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, and I think we it came up in conversation about Sting's last match. Dave wants Sting to win his last match, despite the fact that Dave is not exactly a huge Sting fan. He wants Sting to win. I don't think there's, I, I don't think it's going to matter. I'd rather see the Bucks get the heat 
And then Sting is going to get his standing ovation anyway. Sting is still going to get that feel-good moment. People are going to be crying who are at Sting's last match. I know uh, uh, Busted Open Nation uh, member Brittany, who's getting me a baby goat. I just don't know when she's delivering it to me. Brittany's going to be at the match. If Brittany, if you're listening, call in. Tell me if you want Sting to win his last match or lose his last match and why. Um I just think you get the best of both worlds. I think you're going to get heat for the Bucks. And I think Sting is going to get the farewell that everybody wants him to have. I just, I, but I can understand why AEW or Tony would want to go full blown happy moment for Sting. But if you go that route and they go in as champions, what are you going to do? You're going to strip them of the championship and then have a tournament for the championship? Listen, I give AEW credit. They won me over with their Continental Classic tournament. I enjoyed that. So if you told me I was going to get a tag team version of like a Continental Classic tournament for the tag straps, I could not sit back and say, I don't want to see it because the singles guys already did a great job with it. I just don't know if they have the depth of star power in their tag team division to get a Continental Classic-esque tag team, uh, maybe kind of like an all-Japan tournament from back in the day. So what do you guys think about that idea? Do you think Sting should win his last match? Do you think Sting and Darby should go in as champions? Should they lose? Should they lose to Starks and Big Bill and go in and then Sting wins his last match? I, it's it's really a toss-up. Like, whenever I talk about this stuff, I always look at the business end of it first. What's the best for, for business? Because if it's best for business, it's probably going to be best for fans also. Because if it's best for business, it should generate more interest from wrestling fans. This is not just about fandom of, I want Sting to win. And it's fine if you do. If you just want Sting to win because you're such a huge Sting fan, that's great. But if Sting loses, I don't think you're going to feel any different about Sting. Imagine you're a huge Sting fan and you're sitting in the arena that night. That's going to be packed to the rafters, probably close to 17,000 people in that building. I think they're at 15 right now. If you're a fan of Sting and you're sitting there and Sting loses, yeah, you might be sad, but the minute the Bucks get the hell out of there, you know how you're going to feel. You're probably going to start to cry because you're going to be overcome with emotion for Sting. At least that's how, you know, I feel. I'm going to be emotional when Sting has his last match. I was lucky enough, and I never thought it would ever happen, that I got to share a ring with Sting. I got to be involved with Sting for over a year. I got to wrestle Sting on many. I got to team with him. I got to walk into Sting's dressing room one night in a sold-out Manchester uh, um, evening news arena, and I said, hey, man, will you paint me up? And he goes, absolutely. So I was like a little kid sitting there. Sting painting my face. Like I've, I've been involved with him so much. That I, that's why I'm going to be emotional about it. So I'm wondering how you guys feel about it too. But I did like to sit down with Shivani. It got heated at the end. Big Bill finally stood up. And, and guys, 
Do you see why I say he should never be sitting down? He's so impressive looking. He should never be at the same height or head level as anybody else. Now, you might say, well, you know, the camera shot, it's hard to shoot it. Listen, there's ways around everything. Everything. I don't even care if Big Bill is so tall that you have to cut him off at the neck because he doesn't fit in the shot. Show me how impressive this guy is. The WWE did a hell of a job of showing me how impressive Big Bill was. And that was part of the whole shtick. Seven feet tall, he can't teach that. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. I want a quick hit if I can. <laughs> Number one thing I want, to, I want to touch on, though, is the tattoo. The drunken ducky tattoo. They told me a little bit more of a story about the tattoo. So thank you, Mr. Khan, for telling me more about the tattoo. And you're welcome, Mr. Khan. Because I wonder where you got that idea from. I'm more invested in Deanna and um, Tony because of the tattoo. It shows me the bond. And the more they tell me about the tattoo, you know what I want to see happen to the tattoo, Andre? You want to know what I want to see happen to the tattoo, Busted Open Nation? I don't want to know. Ariel. What would you do if you had a tattoo that you didn't want on you anymore? Like if you had Ariel, Ariel, hypothetical. If you had Uncle Bully tattooed on your own <laughs> and you no longer wanted Uncle Bully tattooed on your arm, what would you do? Disgusting. <laughs> well, I already have that on me, but um, ah! I would get it covered up. <laughs> Atta girl. Atta girl. That's my valet right there. What would you do? Get it covered up. Or get it removed. Removed. I can't wait until Tony until Tony Storm takes that knife and plunges it into Diana Perrazzo's heart if she gets the tattoo removed. Because that would be such an F you. But I do love... Uh, the telling of this story about the bond between the two girls. I love seeing the pictures of them from the past. I love seeing the smiles on their faces. And I love Deanna telling me about all of her like serious tattoos. And then all of a sudden this drunken duck tattoo and, and what it means. This, the, 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 the stupid freaking tattoo story means so much. And there's so many of you on social media who think you're so smart by tweeting me what you do. Oh my God, I live rent-free in all of your heads.
Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation Channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.